Hello everyone, welcome to the Take Point Africa podcast. I am Uluwani Femi, and today with me, uh, no, before I go to who is with us in the studio today, uh, we are discussing a very, very important topic. A very, very, it's very important you would get to know because lately this year there's been a lot of um, downsizing in the in the global in the global corporate space not just in tech industry there's there's the it is among the tech companies even wall street um big companies cryptocurrency companies they've all felt this and everyone is blaming it on the um say inflation rates economic downtime yada 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 but it's happening and it's it's, it's not very great it's sad for some people there are some winners, there are some losers. So that's why I say this is a very, very important topic we are, talk- we are uh, discussing today. Layoffs, 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 and layoffs. Like, it's, it's very difficult to keep up with these days. Even the big names are not exempted. So we'll discuss how tech companies are downsizing. we also talk about how employees can stay safe. I mean, escape being... <laughs> being part of people that, that are laid off during this period and joining me today in the studio is an HR professional who has been in the field for over 10 years and she has been going she has done a lot of work in the corporate um, conventional space and she's doing more in the tech space currently and um, let's just move straight and let's meet Wenimi, Wenimi Baba. Nice to have you in the studio with us today. Thank you, Nifemi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank I'm you. excited to be here. Same year, same year. So, but before we go into today's conversation, this episode, this podcast is sponsored by the TechPoint Africa business team and the Weasel app. The Weasel app is an innovation that helps you to reports any traffic violation accidents or anything that you feel is not going on well on your in during your transit or while you're on the road this app makes you report traffic violators you just snap them or make a video of them and submit them on the app but the good thing is that once they get fined you get your cut of the fine so it's just for you to snitch on people that are not abiding by the by the by traffic rules or you report any accident um any any accident that happens so that people can be attended attended to quickly so all you just need to do is to download the app the weasel app on the google play store it's only available on the google play store for now it will soon get to iphone users and you just download it submit anything you notice and you you get your pay for reporting any of these incidences we'll just we'll drop a link in the description so that you can get to use the app and you will let us know how the experience using you let us know the experience using the app so without further ado let's get to the conversation layoffs 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 as i mentioned the other time netflix spotify mm-hmm. apple twitter there's even one about microsoft getting on the trend soon that uh, and and yeah and the, the thing is like amazon amazon laid off people in their thousands like people like it just it's strange to me because you are sending people back into the unemployment market and it's, it's sad it's sad but 
we know the situation of things, but then we know that tech companies have money. <laughs> well, yes, that is what we've come to know. So why do you think tech companies are affected by this since they have, since they have they money, money now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's a fair question. So I want to start by first, for those who don't know, let me try and explain the business model of tech startups and explain why they are struggling. <laughs> and then from there, I will go on to the more established tech companies. Um, so the unique thing about the tech startup space is that the business model is slightly different. It's a bit unique compared to traditional industries, right? So in traditional industries, organizations from day one are looking to revenue. They are looking to make revenue. And then in the mid to maybe even short term future, they are looking to turn over a profit. Um, for tech startups, you need to understand that there's an ideology behind a lot of these businesses where they are looking to improve the human experience by introducing disruptive technology, quote unquote, to make some of our day-to-day -day life experiences easier, more seamless, right? So these are organizations that are focused on, first of all, making impact. And then second of all, from a numbers perspective, they are really focused on growth. So hyper growth, penetrating their desired market, gaining the market share, showing traction. Traction means um, the number of people you are able to onboard on your software, on your platform, um, if it's a fintech, you want to show volumes of transactions. You want to show mm -hmm. that people have adopted and embraced your technology and it's having the desired impact. Mm -hmm. So bearing in mind that they are focused on traction and hyper growth, how do they run their business? How do they pay their bills? So this mm -hmm. is where VC funding, that's VC stands for venture capitalists or PE companies, private equity um, firms coming. So mm -hmm. what basically happens usually is that the founder or the co-founders of a tech startup, they have an idea. They build a product to support that idea. They launch it into the market space. They show some growth or some traction in terms of numbers. And then they start to do pitches to VCs and PEs to raise funding. Um, so the business is then evaluated. So another question people might have is, okay, so if you're not focused on um, revenue and profit, then how come these businesses are deemed to be so um, so valuable, right? <laughs> so the value is measured based upon what I spoke about earlier, growth, traction, and what's the venture capitalists or investors believe to be the potential of the business. Um, so based off of that, they look at your numbers, what you're doing, they look at your operating model, they look at the markets and industry you're operating in, and they do some complex financial modeling and financial analysis, and they come up of, with evaluation. And based off of that, you are able to raise funding. So the funding might be debt or equity. So debt means that they are borrowing you the money and you want to pay back, of course, at an interest rate. And this is mm -hmm. important for what I'm going to say later on. Or equity, which means you're giving up a percentage ownership of your business in exchange for the monies they are giving you. Mm. Now, because of the economic downturn, mm, the reality is that across the world, um, in America specifically, and you know, we all know what happens in America filters into other economies, other Western economies, and eventually um, even Africa and other developing nations. Mm -hmm. um, so right now, there's economic downturn, like, like you rightly mentioned. Inflation is going through the roof. Mm -hmm. There's food inflation. Um, we all know there's a war in Ukraine, yes. which has affected um, global prices. supply chain, which has affected price of food items. There's food inflation. There's inflation in other sectors. Mm -hmm. Interest rates have also gone up. So what this means is that borrowing money is more expensive. Now, remember earlier I spoke about debt mm -hmm. financing, right? Um, so borrowing money is more expensive. Investors are a lot more risk averse. Mm -hmm. um, they are a lot less forgiving. <laughs> so if they, if you were a startup that was successfully able to raise money during the pandemic or sometime last year, they are a lot less forgiving if you're not meeting your targets. Mm -hmm. 
Um, if you're not meeting the numbers that were agreed, um, if you're not able to meet up to your obligations, um, they are a lot less forgiving. Mm. They are a lot more risk averse because they are seeing what's happening in the economy. True. So what this now means is that for startups in 2021, especially from Q, sorry, 2022, I beg your pardon, especially from Q2 this year, mm -hmm. startups have been struggling to raise funding. It's almost like the party is, let me not say it's over, but it's on pause. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot more difficult to, to raise funding, to convince investors to part with their money. So first of all, so tech companies, startups that are not able to raise funding, unfortunately. And like I said, because the business model is not dependent on making money just yet, they find that they are struggling financially. For those who have raised money, like I said, because investors are a lot less forgiving, mm -hmm. you know, the economy is affecting them. Maybe if they are not seeing the kind of growth um, they had hoped, they are also struggling financially. Now, everything I've said speaks to the startup space. So you might be wondering, okay, for more established companies like the Apples, the Netflix, they are not dependent on VC funding. Now, they are generating revenue. A lot of them are profitable. What's mm -hmm. going on? So the economy has also affected them. So if you are someone who pays attention to the stock market, tech stocks have been down between January and May this year. Tech stocks on the Nasdaq, which is an American stock exchange, have gone down about 30%. Okay. It's important because the Nasdaq is made, uh, most of the companies that are trading on the Nasdaq are tech companies. About 50, a little over 50% of the companies trading on Nasdaq are tech companies. Um, S&P 500 has been down 20% between January and May. I'm speaking specifically to May because May is when a lot of these layoffs started happening. Coinbase, and well, Coinbase, I think, happened in June. Um, so, so what has happened is that stock markets are down. If your stocks are down, you, the, the value of your stock is essentially the value of your company. If you're a publicly traded company, which many of the big and more established Mister. tech companies are. So what you are seeing is them responding to the market. Um, analysts are predicting that between now and the end of the year, and perhaps even well into next year, we're going to see further decline um, in the value of, of tech stocks, stock market in general, tech stock in particular. So what is happening is that these companies are trying to adjust to what they are seeing as the market realities, right? So are they broke? No. They are not quite in the same position as these tech startups. But they are also realizing that they have to tighten their belt buckle because the value of their stocks are falling. So that's basically what's happening um, in the tech space. And that's why you are seeing both established companies and tech startups seem to be struggling. Hmm. So it's only like it's, it's ine inevitable going by what is going on in the market, right? Um, I, I would say it's basically companies responding to the market realities. Mm. Um, there's talks of there possibly being a global recession because after inflation has continued for a while, then we technically have spilled over into the recession um, category. So um, I think what is basically happening is the market is just trying to readjust because there was in the tech space specifically, specifically during the pandemic and even la into last year, there was what we call hyper growth. So tech companies were, a lot of them were expanding very rapidly. Tech startups were raising on head of amounts of money. The valuations were through the roof. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people did say that they felt it was a bubble. A lot of people are referencing the um, tech bubble, um, tech.com bubble that happened in um, the early 2000s. Yes, mid, into mid 2000s. So um, a lot of people sort of speculated that this would happen. So what might be happening is maybe we're just seeing the market sort of readjust itself. I think it will bounce back because historically the stock market always bounces back. The only thing is nobody knows exactly for how mm. long this is going to have and what exactly is going to be the impact in terms of mamba and other things. Wow. Then uh, this qu question that came to my mind, I don't know if it's still relevant as it's where, is there 
something that should have been done to cushion the effects of what um, these companies are feeling now? Um, so to be fair, you know, the companies are run by business leaders, right? And they are not responsible for the economy. They are not um, government officials. They've not been voted into positions where they are responsible for making sure the economy is functioning. Mm-hmm. What we've seen happen in the past is sometimes when companies are struggling, we've seen in countries like America where the government offers a bailout because they feel that this company is too big to go under. They are high. They have a workforce of 20, 30, 50,000 people. That's too many people that will be out of a job. So we've seen cases in the past where companies get to a position where things are just really bad and then the government comes in and bails them out. I don't know that we are there yet. I don't know that's going to happen. Um, but um, in terms of cushioning the effects, these are some of the things that could potentially happen if things continue to be you know, very bad. Yeah, it's, which, it's, which we hope it won't. <laughs> As we it were, it now it's, it's, it's looking like a very, very difficult situation. Well, um, like I said, I'm very optimistic. Hmm. You know, historically, the, like I said, the stock market always bounces back. It, it will bounce back. That's the truth. Um, we just sort of have to weather the storm. And I also think what will happen is you. there might be some measures, there might be some acquisitions, and you might see that some companies might come out stronger. There might be a few by the wayside. But um, I just think, basically, that the industry is readjusting itself. That's what I think. Hmm. Well, when you mean it's optimistic, yes. my stock <laughs> in the stock market are not smiling. So I don't know. I don't know what to feel right now <laughs> because I have stock in Netflix and I have in Amazon too. But they are not looking nice like this. I'm avoiding my trading up. Anyways, let's take a moment to um, take a message from our sponsor, the Tech Point Africa business team. Hi, I'm Abisala Adenoga, the head of business at TechPoint Africa. Did you know that you could present yourself as a reputable brand leader? Did you know that your business can get the limelight it deserves? Now you do. Using TechPoint Africa's marketing tools, we can put you in the faces of a large audience for brand awareness and thought leadership. To do this, reach out to us by sending an email to business at techpoint.africa or click on the link in the description below. Welcome back from that short break. So we get back to the conversation, right? So I'm still, I'm still bent on. I don't know why I feel like this about people getting laid off. So I want to ask, if not, are there other alternatives instead of laying people off? I mean, so the whole aim of downsizing or right-sizing, like some companies will call it, is to cut costs, right? So there are, there are other avenues that companies could potentially explore. So, for example, reducing spend on employee benefits. So, these are non-cash compensation elements, right? So, um, for example, especially in the tech space, um, tech companies tend to be very heavy on benefits. So, they spend monies, they engage vendors that provide some of these wellness initiatives, wellness programs. Maybe you have a vendor that provides free laundry services or lunch or whatever lifestyle services for your employees. So, you could consider, you know, cutting out some of those things. I mean, I've heard of companies, and, and this, this is where employee engagement really comes in and is so important, because I've heard of organizations in the past that were struggling financially, and they called you know, a meeting, a town hall meeting, and they were very transparent with the employees. And because the employees were so highly engaged and felt such a connection to the company, you see people brainstorming and coming up with ideas. I've heard of co- em- employees agreeing to take a slash, like a 10%, 15% salary slash. Okay, no bonus this year. Slash salaries by 10%, 15%. Cut, cut out all the costs you spend on 
other benefits and just there are there are other ways you can sort of explore yes to save costs mm, instead of laying off right i'm happy to hear that because it felt like it seems um laying off should be like the like the last resort for me right so going from the let, let, let me just talk about the the fintech summit an event that's um being hosted by the tech point africa team uh is scheduled to hold on the 26th of november 2022 it's a weekend so you should prepare to attend during that event we have conversations around everything that has to do with fintech in fact the theme is the fintech in everything which we've seen in in the tech a um, tech um, startup space every solution you're building you're trying to embed payments or finance within it so that it will be seamless for whoever is using it so we'll be talking about financial in- inclusion decentralized finance of course we are getting into blockchain that in <laughs> we can hardly escape it yes we get into that part of the conversation we talk about regulations we talk about embedded finance and every other thing that surrounds fintech in africa there will be a lot of also conversations about whether we've we've overflowed the issue of financial inclusion or if fintech is just a bubble we should forget about yes those are the conversations we will hold under that event so prepare to attend the fintech in everything the tech point africa fintech summit holding on the 26th of november 2022 we'll drop a link in the description for you to get all the information you need and also buy the um, early bed tickets because it is ongoing now buy it because it's of course the, the price will increase you can get the, the normal tickets you can get the vip ticket yes we'll drop a link in the description so you should plan to attend all right so getting back to making the hard decision of downsizing I sh- i'm sure it comes back to the hr professional right your your boss <laughs> comes to you your employer comes to you and say ah, we have to make this hard decision get back to your books tell me who is going who is staying how how do you go about that have you found yourself in that situation before um so first of all you are absolutely correct it's a very difficult decision right um and in terms of you know how it is done there are a number of different strategies that can be adopted to downsize mm-hmm. um one of the strategies is there's something called lifo which stands for lasting first out so that just simply means the most recent person ah, yes. or groups of people per department are let go of. Mm. There's also a strategy called FIFO, which stands for first in, first out. So that means the people who have been there for longest, it's like, okay, we've been here for a while. So on the basis of that, that decision is taken. Um, there can also be a performance-based strategy. So you are identifying people who are poor performers, low performers, who are performance improvement plans, and make the decision based off of that. Then sometimes the decision can also be based on business strategy. Mm. Um, so for example, um, the business might decide, okay, certain lines of businesses are no longer productive. They are costing the company money. They are not generating any revenue or profit. So we have to end these business lines. So if you're an employee who works in that line, maybe it's a subsidiary company mm-hmm. or it's a unit of the business, then it's being shut down. So ult- ultimately, as long as you are part of that unit, you're going to be affected. 
So there are different strategies, like I just mentioned, mm -hmm. and it all depends on why the downsizing is happening. Is mm -hmm. it happening because, um, you know, some businesses' decisions were taken and the outcomes, unfortunately, are unfavorable and the business has to react? Is it because of macroeconomic factors like what's happening now in the tech space? Mm -hmm. um, so so the, the why is important because the why also helps to determine what strategy is most appropriate. Mm, depending on what is causing the downsizing, that is what. So it seems like you can't really know how to escape being laid off. Honestly, it's it's difficult. What I will say is that, you know, I mentioned the performance-based strategy. So that's where you have a lot of power, right? So mm. I would always say, as an employee, do your best. Make sure you're getting your work done. Make sure you're closing out on your objectives or your KPIs. Um, make sure your work is not shoddy, it's good quality, you are keeping yourself relevant in terms of your skills. That way, if your company is adopting a performance-based strategy, then you won't be affected because you'll be seen as a valuable performer. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are, are a sizable amount of companies that do adopt the strategy. Again, like I said, it depends on the why. Um, but yeah, that's one way in which you can protect yourself, so definitely. Hmm. So in a situation where... For 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 um for instance, now Xiaomi, the Chinese smartphone manufacturer, laid people off because um, its last revenue any went lower than it was supposed to be. I think it was like twenty percent lower, like their revenue went down. So in that particular situation, what they said caused it was because demand has gone down. So in that kind of situation, what kind of strategy do you think the HR will adopt? So it depends. Um, so if their revenues went down, I, I don't know much about this company, but is mm -hmm. it across the business entirely or is it in, set, in a certain aspect of the business, a certain revenue line? I don't know how this business is structured. Mm -hmm. So if, for example, it's within a, a certain revenue line and there's a team or a department attached to that revenue line, it's possible they may have taken that strategy to downsize. Mm -hmm. um, it's possible they may have let go of um, people who are not directly connected to generating revenue for the business. That's another strategy they could have taken. Mm -hmm. It's possible that maybe the poor performers or non-performers whose jobs are related to generating revenue have been let go. So there are a number of possible different scenarios. It's hard to tell. So, so this 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 part. If a, if an HR professional wants to be diplomatic when it comes to laying off or making the decision for laying off, how do you think the person can go around around it? It's it's tough. I will be honest with you. There is no good way to deliver bad news, hmm. and you know, informing someone that they are about to lose their job, their livelihood is. It's terrible news. There's no good way to do it. There's no nice way to do it. Mm -hmm. There's no way to deliver it that the person will not have, you know, a strong reaction or a negative reaction because it's, it's a very difficult thing to hear regardless. Um, but the best thing you can do is always try and approach it with a sense of empathy and show dignity to the employee. Um, you know, we've heard some horror stories of people who have been let go by general Zoom calls. You know, we've heard those stories of CEOs in the U.S. Mm. called a hundred people on a Zoom call and told all of them to get. I mean, wow. I, I would not, as a HR professional I, and as a HR leader, I would not recommend that strategy. Um, I think you need to show empathy and sensitivity. I think it needs to be a one-on-one -on -one conversation. If you're letting go of such a large amount of people, I mean, these people have line managers. They are not all reporting to the CEO. Mm -hmm. So it's better that the HR team 
helps to prepare those managers to have those conversations. So preparing can be everything from literally giving them a script of what to say. I've I've been part of an organization where unfortunately the difficult decision was made to let a few people go. And a therapist was brought in to the company and was hosted somewhere. And so after the conversation was had, we informed them there's a therapist in this room. Do you want to have a conversation with a professional? Because we realized that what you've just gone through is very traumatic. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. There's also doing like, um, uh, I don't want to call it an exit seminar, but it's basically like um, you go for, so we, we, we engage with service providers who um, take you through a session on what to do after you've lost your job, options. They bring in people who have been in that position before. Mm. You know, people who have been through what you're going through, they've been there. So they can talk about it, how it changed their lives, the decisions they made, you know. So you really feel a sense of hope and not feel, you know, like... You know, yeah, no, 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 no. So there are so many ways to go about it, but at the core of everything should be empathy. Mm. Empathy and and respect for the employee, respect for the individual. Mm-hmm. Yes, you just need to be like you are human you feel what they are going through human centric yes yes the point that you mentioned they they are coming uh, as new to me but i think those are great things where you invite a therapist or you just encourage them on how they can move ahead so but uh we hear about severance packages Mm -hmm. what does that entail oh yes so what that means is you know you're you're compensating them because you recognize that losing their job means that they are losing their source of income their livelihood Mm-hmm. for a, a period of time you don't know how long it will take them to get another job mm-hmm. so a severance package just means that you're trying to cushion the effect the economic effect of a person losing their job on them because a lot of people who are working they have families that depend on them immediate family extended family so every time someone loses their job loses their job the impact is far-reaching it affects their family like i said it could be their spouse their children it could be elderly parents they are taking care of. It could be siblings they are helping out. It could be religious organizations that they support or charity organizations they support. So to try and cushion that effect, you give them something called a severance package. Now, how you determine how much you're going to pay, it depends on a number of different factors. Of course, number one is affordability. What can the company afford to do? Um, but some of the common strategies you see is they usually try and offer it as a percentage of your earnings so for example it might be 200 300 400 percent of your normal monthly salary so that might be that's the equivalent of saying three months salary or four months salary Mm. um they might also decide to extend some of your benefit offerings for maybe up to a year like your hmo so they may tell you okay your hmo will still be valid for another one year so if you're sick or your immediate family is sick the company will still cover that cost um, so these are some of the things you can do to sort of cushion the effect. And it's generally referred to as, as severance. severance. Okay. Nice. That, that's huge. I'm learning a lot and I'm sure the people that are listening are also learning, especially if you're a, a business owner or a company leader. Yes, so the, it seems from our discussion, it seems like um, laying off is a normal thing that has to happen in some situations, like when you can't avoid, avoid it. But there's a stigma around laying people off it gets there's a recent news revealing two startups that are having salaries slashes and also planning to lay off people without their like and i think the reason it it, it was generated the kind of reaction it generated was because the staff were just 
informed casually, you get it. But there is a general stigma around companies that lay off people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do companies um, undo that? You are absolutely right. Um, the stigma, stigma you're referring to, it generally is not a very good look for you as a company. When there's news out there in the public that you're letting go of staff, mm-hmm. um, it's not good for your employer brand. Um, because then if a few months down the line you're going on to hire, then people are thinking twice, okay, do I want to apply for this job? I had this company last month or three months ago, they let go of staff. So your, your employer brand does take a hit. Your reputation in the talent market does take a hit. So you have to be very careful about the way you manage a downsizing mm. um, project or program, right? And um, we've seen some U.S. companies. So what some of them have done is, um, and it's debatable whether or not you agree with their, um, the steps they've taken, but they, I, I believe they took it in good faith to try and assist or support the people that were let go. So you've seen cases of CEOs that have come on LinkedIn and I've said things like, look, I have to just let go of maybe X number of people. These are fantastic people. It wasn't based on performance. So immediately that is helpful um, because when these people are applying to other jobs, um, the HR person and also the hiring manager and other decision makers in the organization, they know that, okay, the performance, it wasn't a performance-based strategy that was used in letting these people go. Maybe it was a business strategy or it was lifeful. Right, um, so they know that okay, this person is not is not a non-performer. So mm-hmm. you've seen CEOs come out and say on LinkedIn, look, it wasn't a performance-based strategy; it was a business decision. These are fantastic people. Please, if they reach out to you, please make sure you hire them. Um, we've seen people. I've heard of a company that released a list. This was very controversial, anyways, <laughs> of people who were affected and saying, please, these people are fantastic. These are their roles, positions. Mm-hmm. Please, if you have any vacancies for these roles, please reach out to them. They're amazing people. Um, so things like that, it, it helps your employer brand because it shows that you have empathy for the people that were let go. Um, it shows that you did not take that decision lightly and that you are not, you know, sort of this cold, impersonal organization that doesn't care about its people. So the way you manage it in the public space is important so that you can mitigate the negative impact on your employer brand. Mm, right. This this sort of takes me back to the conversation I had with you earlier where you the importance of having an HR professional in the company because a CEO might not have all this because a CEO might not have all this um, information or no he's supposed to take all these steps right I think this is one of the things you have to mention again even if you don't have an HR professional in your company have some basic HR knowledge get get the basic knowledge about handling situations like this and you've shared a lot of things from your experiences but as you mentioned earlier do you feel that there's a respite in view for to just stop this layoffs like <laughs> people that are doing monitoring layoffs like every single day like is there a respite in view i definitely think there is as i said earlier i'm very optimistic I, I know that if you look at the history of the stock market, it always bounces back. I also had mentioned earlier that I suspect we might see a scenario where there might be some acquisitions and mergers in the tech space. So some of the bigger, more established companies might purchase some of the smaller companies and integrate their workforce. Um, some smaller or mid-sized tech companies or startups might decide to merge. So they are pulling their resources so that together they make one stronger company. Mm-hmm. I mean, similar to what happened in the Nigerian banking industry a few years ago, right? Um, so I, 
I am hopeful, I'm optimistic, and I also think that at the end of this process, we'll see a lot more stability within the tech industry. I think that um, the industry is just trying to stabilize itself. Unfortunately, you know, I, I spoke earlier about the ideology behind a lot of tech startups, right? And that's very much true. But also, just because of the kinds of, of, of money that has been raised in tech and the kind of numbers we've been getting in the last few years, there's depth. It has also definitely attracted people who have really come into this space focused on the goal of, you know, raising money, raising capital, you know, and, and that's really the main goal. And they were less interested or less focused on the, the product or making impact. So for those sorts of companies, you might see that they might fold up. Um, and, and perhaps the ecosystem will be better off for it, right? Mm. So it's tough, it's difficult, but I, I feel like we're going through the fire to come out stronger. And I'm very optimistic. And I also want to say something. As much as we're hearing that tech companies are laying off, tech companies are also hiring. I follow a lot of tech people and tech recruiters on Twitter. And very often you, you see a tweet um, talking about, oh, um, so so company Meta has um, instigated a hiring freeze, for example, or Coinbase has let go of people. And then under that tweet, you're seeing a tech recruiter saying, hi, my company is still hiring. Mm -hmm. Please follow this link. Um, a couple months ago, you know, there was also, there are two companies, there are two tech companies called Bolt. One is a fintech company, a US-based fintech company. The other mm -hmm. is a ride-hailing company Estonian yes based right hailing company um both the fintech us based company was um the, their employees were affected by this last round of um downsizing so they were they were downsizing and you know so every time you'd see like a news article or report both is answer you would see the both the right hailing up tech recruiter saying hey we are still hiring in fact they released a public statement to the press saying mm -hmm. you know we are not the both that is letting go of people we have over a thousand roles we are trying to fill we're hiring mm -hmm. so as much as tech companies are downsizing a lot of tech companies are also so hiring. hiring and if you're someone who is skilled you know your onions i am fairly optimistic you'll get a job um some of the people who uh, had their offers rescinded by Coinbase, in as little as a few weeks, they got other offers elsewhere. Mm. So the market is, yes, we are seeing people lose their jobs, but a lot of companies are still hiring. Let's not lose track of that. Mm -hmm. Companies are still hiring. There are still opportunities out there. Nice. Um, um, I don't think we are in a situation where we say, oh, tech workers should be worried about their future. There are still a lot of opportunities out there. As long as you know what you're doing exactly. and you have your expertise, yes. Um, I'm inquisitive. I'm curious that during this situation like this, who are the winners? Looks like the people that are getting laid off are the losers. <laughs> but who are the winners in a kind of situations like this? You know what? I'll, I'll tell you something. It's hard to say there are any winners. It's hard to say that the company is winning or that... Um, the people who have been laid off are winning or the people who remain are winning. But let me say this, right? Um, I suspect that similar to what happened in the pandemic, we will see cases by maybe a few months from now, a year from now, we'll start to hear stories of people who were affected by this downsizing exercise. And then they went on to reskill or to start businesses and will end up doing far better and become far more successful than they would have been if they had stayed on the whatever career path they were on. Mm. I remember after the pandemic, we're hearing stories of, so a lot of people in the service industry, restaurants, bars, in the travel industry, events planning, they were unable to work because those industries were completely shut down. And we heard of people who started businesses, um, they went online, they picked up new skills, digital marketing, e-commerce, and became so successful at it that by the time the pandemic, you know, 
was ending mm-hmm. and these industries were opening back, they didn't need to go back to those jobs because they were doing so well. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, I think these people will be the real winners. Mm. So I'm looking forward to a year from now when we start to hear some of these stories about mm. people who were affected by this downsizing, but they pivoted, started their own business or, or went into another line and they are doing so much better. Mm. So in my heart, I think those are the people that we will eventually be the winners. That's some popular opinion. <laughs> it's great. Yes, yeah, so we are moving towards the end of this conversation, but quite unrelated. Um, I want to know why some companies have AI churn rate, right? Now, for what we are discussing, they decide who they want to let go. But what happens when people come in and they don't stay as long as they're supposed to stay and they are off again? And it happens year on year on year. What do you think is responsible for that? There are a number of different things, again, that could be responsible. Um, one, it's possible the company pay. Their remuneration is not very competitive mm-hmm. in line with industry standards. If that's the case, what will happen is people will come in maybe to gain experience, to learn, to build their CV, and then they will leave for better paying jobs. Mm. So that could be one reason. Maybe the compensation is not competitive. Um, another reason could be the culture. Um, so if people think that the culture is bad or it's toxic, then you're going to be seeing a lot of people leave as well. Um, so the, these are some of the reasons. Other reasons could be if the company is unstable or perceived to be unstable. So there, there are a number of different reasons why, why you can see that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's something that is happening quite often in the tech ecosystem i understand the horrible boss cases and stuff <laughs> yeah that's a good one but i want to i don't want i'm not saying I, don't, I want you to commit to this but i think we should i want to look forward to a time when we discuss the great resignation where we discuss people leaving the country mm. uh tech people <laughs> skilled people <laughs> leaving the country i think we'll come back to that conversation that's a whole separate conversation. Yeah, yes 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 <laughs> i'm looking forward to it but for now you've You've treated this like you've you've you you've blessed us with <laughs> knowledge for everything that we discussed today, and I'm sure anybody that watches watch that's watching this would have a, um, greater insights into why tech companies are laying off, what can be done as an employee, as a business owner, as a as a business leader, and and as as an HR professional in any company you are working. Thank you very much, Wayne for coming here to give us your thoughts and give us your insight thank you everyone for listening don't forget to subscribe and like and also click on the notification bell so that every time we have a thought leader come up to this studio to give um their unreserved uh, opinion about some topics she would be the first person to get it even if you are watching on other social media platforms like instagram twitter tiktok thank you for your feedback don't forget to also look out for the tech point african podcast on other on on every platform that you listen to your podcast like apple podcast google podcast spotify iat radio and everywhere else you listen to your podcast thank you very much for joining us again